Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Okay, we're going to have two sections in the Mishnah Brewer today. In the halachas we'll discuss. The first are certain garments that are exempt from tzitzis because they don't fit the certain qualifications to be chayiv. And the second are the appropriate preparations for the strings that will be used for tzitzis. So we begin at the end of Simen Yud, the Si'if Yud Aleph, and we'll go through Simen Yud Aleph, half of Sif Beis. We'll see. So the first topic we're discussing here in Si'if, Simen Yud, Si'if Yud Aleph, is a kerchief worn around the neck, how it's not chayiv in tzitzis. So Shulchan Aruch explains, a kerchief that's placed on the neck, or the shoulders is not chayav and sitzis. The Mishbur explains because even if it's the requisite size of beged, it's still exempted and it's not meant for the body's covering. The Aralacha clarifies there's multiple reasons given for this. Number one, it's primarily created to cover the head from the elements or for covet of the tzibur during the aliyah. Even though most of the time it covers the body, it's deemed a head covering. Also, it's to use during work to clean the hands. And since some argue it's better to make one of the corners rounded. That's the B'yar Lachas conclusion. Okay, moving on to Sif Yud Beis. Regarding corners being, the, being opposite in the front and the back in order to be chayiv for a garment in tzitzis. Shulchan Aras says certain clothing, even though they have four corners, are still exempt. And Ramah says since they don't have parallel front and back corners, meaning the corners in the front don't parallel the corners in the back, they're exempt. And Shabur explains that the Beis Yosef explains that clothing with two corners near the neck and two towards the ground are putter. The explains that since L'Chathchila, a baggage should have two tzitzis in the front and two in the back, and our garments have all in the front, therefore they would be exempt. Similarly, says the Mishnah Bura, if two in the front are not parallel of those in the back, they would also be exempt. The Magan Avram concludes that since the reasons provided are not substantial to exempt such a garment, a Yerei Shemayim should round off some of the corners. Similarly, says the Mishnah Brura, when it comes to a kapata, there's two corners in the front, opposite two in the back, plus two at the neck area, he should ideally round off three of the corners so as to make it not a four-cornered garment. However, the idea of opposite corners doesn't mean to fold over um, till it's sitting on the neck, meaning shouldn't fold over the garment so there's two in the front of the neck and two behind the neck, that wouldn't even be a body covering. Rather, the hands should be a division between the two halves of the talus, two tzitzis in the front, and two in the back of the person's body. Okay, moving on now to this new simen, simen yud aleph. Now we're going to discuss the preparation of the strings to be proper and usable for tzitzis. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us the spinning and combing of tzitzis have to be lishma. Let's see. Shulchan Aruch says tzitzis strings need to be spun into individual threads. Lishma. Mishabura clarifies that there's dual implications in the Rambam. If tzitzis are found 
if string that look like tzitzis are found outside, if they can be assumed that they were made for tzitzis, now, based on that, it creates a bit of a conflict. Now, the spinning lishma is actually diaraisa. The Rama says some are stringent to also comb the wool lishma, which is the step before. But the, cust- <coughs> the custom is to be lenient regarding the combing. Mishnah Bruce says because the main making of tzitzis is from the spinning it on, and that would not necessarily include the combing. Nonetheless, lechatchil of the combing should also be done lishma. Shulchan continues and says, he should say at the beginning of the spinning that he's doing this for the sake of tzitzis. Shabura says he should state it explicitly, not just think. It's not clear if even Bidiyevit would be effective if he just thought it. Now, if he did say it at the beginning, it's sufficient for later work later in the day because future intent is based on the past intention. Unless he specifically contradicted his early intention, then he would forfeit it. Now, if he began to spin and then he said Lishma, that would not be acceptable for the beginning. Now, it's a suffix if the end is indicative about the beginning. But if he thought in the beginning, I'm doing it lishma, and then later he said it, it's a sfek fake and you could be lenient. Shulchanar says, or similarly, a woman who's going to do it for you, you could say to her that she should spin it lishma. Mishabur says she could also say it on her own, and she's trusted that she did this properly lishma. As opposed to, says the Mishabur, a guy, a cherish or a shaita cut on all these people would not be believed. Mishaburah says if you have a mumer leteyavon who doesn't wear tzitzis, and certainly if only he does other averas that don't have to do with tzitzis, he would also be trusted to say that he spun the tzitzis lishma, but not a mumer lahachis. He wouldn't be trusted because he's like an apikairis and he's making the tzitzis on his own intention, and you can't trust him. Shulchan Aruch concludes if they were not spun lishma, they are. Puzzle. Moving on to Seif Beis now. We're going to get into a machlaikis now about a guy spinning the tzitzis. So the Shulchan Aruch says if a guy spun the tzitzis and a Jew is standing by telling him to be doing it lishmas. So the Bir Alacha says it would be the same idea for a cherishite of a katan. It would require a reminding of lishma every hour. Without, it, without this, it wouldn't be acceptable even by the Yevid. So Mishabura clarifies the spinning wouldn't be allowed to extend too long past the instructions. Or if he had a break and returned later to continue, it would also be problematic. Shulchan Aruch says, according to the Rambam, they are puzzle. Shabura says because he holds that a guy doesn't heed the instruction and does it on his own intention. And the Shulchan Aruch says, according to the Rush, they are kosher. Shabura clarifies, you can rely on this if no Jew can spin them. Otherwise, you should not rely on the Rush. And the Ramah says the custom is that the Jew should assist in some way. Shabura says this is in accordance with the Rush. It's considered a better thing to do. Without it, meaning with just instruction to do it lishma, according to the Rush, it would still be kosher. But according to the Rambam, even with assisting, it doesn't help you. There's still puzzle because he doesn't hold reminding even accomplishes anything. Assisting doesn't help either. If he didn't instruct, even if he assisted, everyone would agree that they are going to be puzzle, even the Rush, and that wouldn't be any uh, grounds for leniency. Now we're stopping here in the middle of Sif Bays in Simon Yudalif. We're going to continue tomorrow and discuss the latter half of Seif Beis regarding the mitzvah of Shazira, which is interweaving the strings of tzitzis. Everybody have a wonderful day.